Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Yevamos daf Beis, the very first daf in Seder Nashim. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children, and also by Seymour Gertz, in memory of his mother, Margalis Basra of Shilam Aleha Shalom, whose yard site is Thursday, Nisham Shev and Aliyah. We thank both sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So today we're going to begin Seder Nashim, and the, uh, it starts with uh, somewhat of a challenging Mishnah, where the Mishnah is going to list the 15 different uh, re- relatives that would potter not only themselves from, from Yibum, because there are rayos to the Yavam, but even the uh, other wives of the deceased brother would also become potter from Yibum on account of the fact that the brother is married to one of these relatives. So the Mishnah is going to go through those 15 relationships, and then the Gemara is going to tell us, but if by the time the brother dies, that relationship, uh, that, that marriage is already over, the brother's marriage to, uh, to, to the relative of his brother is already over, they've already gotten divorced, or the woman had already died, or something of that nature, then the other wives will in fact be obligated in Yibam and Chalitza. And then uh, after the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to discuss why it is that the 15 are listed in the order that they're listed, and particularly why it is that the very first of the 15 uh, that are listed is uh, is Bito, is one's daughter, as opposed to something else, which the Gemara is going to suggest may have been a better option to list first. And the Gemara is going to have three possible explanations as to why the Mishnah chooses the order that it does. We're not going to get to all three today. The first one and the second one are mentioned in today's daf, and then the third one, Bezrus Hashem, in, uh, in tomorrow's daf. But a little bit of background into Meseches Yivamos before we begin Meseches Yivamos. So, uh, first of all, the question uh, that has to be asked, two questions that have to be asked. First of all, why is uh, Seder Nashim before Seder Nazikin? Because we're starting Seder Nashim over here. And second, once you we're going to do Seder Nashim, why is the beginning of Seder Nashim Dafka Misachas Yivamos? So first of all, why is Seder Nashim before Seder Nazikin? The Rambam Nisakdama to the Perish of Mishnayis says that Rebbe wanted to set up Nashim before Nazikin because that's how it is in the Pesukim. Pasuk says, V'chiyim korisha spito la'ama and then V'chiyinatsu anashim v'nakfu ishahara. And, and, and then after that, the Torah tells us all the other dinim that relate to fights between people and disagreements between people. So since in the Pesukim it tells us the dinim of Nashim, before it tells us the dinim of Nezikin, the Torah Shaval Peh is patterned after the Torah Shabbat Sav, and it goes in the same order. It tells Yishanim and it tells give a different answer. They say that Rebbe arranged the Mishnayis, Alpi the Seder of the Pasuk that we darshin in Mesech HaShabbat Tav Lamed Aleph. Pasuk says, Vahaya Munasitech and the Gemara in Mesech HaShabbat says, Emunas Zeseder Zraim, Itecha Zeseder Moed, Chosen Zeseder Nashim. So since Chosen uh, is Seder Nashim, and that comes before uh, Yeshua's, which is Seder Nezikin, so that's why uh, Nashim comes before Nezikin. The uh, Chinuch the, writes in Mitzvatavkov Saditas that this Mesech is called Yevamos, even though primarily it deals with Chalitza. It doesn't even deal with Yibam primarily. It's called Yevamos because the Mitzvah's Yibam is Kodem, the Mitzvah's Chalitza. That that's considered to be, that has Kedima, that's considered to be the primary Mitzvah, and Chalitza is if one is unable or is unwilling to do uh, to do Yibum. Then uh, the next question becomes, okay, now I know why we're learning Seder Nashim, and I know why this Masech is called Yivamos, but why is it first in Seder Nashim? You could have put anything else first.
first, not only you couldn't put anything else first, and the way Tosi Yishonim raises the question in the Tosi Yishonim is important to familiarize ourselves with. He's going to be a very important Rishon who appears on the side of the page in Meseches Yivamos. He says, Yesh Makshim, and my Maskel Seder Hashem B'Yivamos, Da Aschule Paranusa Lamaschelinan. We have a klal in general that we try not to start off on a sour note, and Yibum is a tragic situation. If you've ever attended a chalitza, I had an opportunity to attend the chalitza about a month or two ago. It is tragic. Every time there's a chalitza, it's tragic. It means that someone died without any children, and uh, that, that, that itself is tragic. So this is Puranus. The whole thing is Puranus. So, uh, so the, the, uh, the, the Rambam writes that the reason we start with Yivamas is because a, a, a Yibam is a mitzvah that based in forces a person to do. Uh, we force him to do either Yibam or chalitza, as opposed to Kiddushin, which is completely up to the person's own desire to get married. And Bezin doesn't force a person to get married. So we start with the Masechta that relates to that which is enforceable before we get into that which is something that's more optional, even though it's a mitzvah, per- perhaps, but it's something that, that a person chooses to do or not, and Bezin doesn't get involved. Tosos and Masechus Moed Katan, as well as the Tos Yisharim, Tos Harash, they all ask the same question, and uh, they suggest a- another answer, a second answer, that since Seder Moed ends with Masechus Moed Katan, more or less, and Moed Katan comes toward the end of Seder Moed, and uh, Moed Katan is all about Puranus, so we start with the Yavamus in order to be Masmich Puranus the Puranus. We uh, juxtapose the two types of Puranus with each other. They further uh, are Metarets, a third answer uh, that uh, Rebbe wanted to explain first the din of Ishus, and therefore he starts with Arayos in order to let us know which women not to marry. Meaning the first thing you need to do, you need to know when you want to get married is who can you not date? Who is not a potential uh, person that you're allowed to marry? So first we have to start out with all the Arayos. So here we have the 15 women that are Potos Sorosayan. These are different Arayos. So those are off the table. Those are women that you're not allowed to date. So before you do that, then you could, uh, you could discuss uh, Kiddushin and getting married. They also discuss that, uh, that, that uh, they also suggest a fourth answer that Rebbe started with this Masechta because the Mitzvah Yibum is the first Mitzvah that, uh, that ever happened historically with women, because it already happened with Yehuda and Tamar. Granted, it wasn't in its current form. It wasn't a brother uh, marrying his brother's wife. It was, uh, it was Yehuda marrying his son's wife, but uh, the, that, that was understood to be a form of ancient Yibum. A fifth suggestion is offered by the Me'iri, where he says that in every Seder of, of, of Shas, you'll notice the most challenging Masechtas are at the beginning of the Seder. He says that is by design, that uh, in order to introduce us to the Masechta, we always, uh, to the Seder, we always have the Dovra Chamur Tchila. We always have the most challenging stuff first to, uh, to begin the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Seder, just like Seder Zram starts with the Masechus Brachos, Seder Moed with the Masechus Shabbos. So that's why Seder Nashim starts with the Masechus Yevamos. Very interesting. A few people would argue that Masechus Yevamos is the Dovra Chamur in, uh, in Seder, uh, Seder Nashim. But Brachos is the most challenging in Seder Zram. You ever learn the rest of Zram? Meaning uh, we don't have Bavli on it, but it's kind of challenging. But uh, nevertheless, that's what the Meiri suggests. Tos Yamtov suggests a sixth possible answer, and he says that Rebbe puts Yivamos before Ksubas and Kiddushin because uh, the the Misa of Yibum includes two mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah of Yibum as well as mitzvah Pirivrivia. That in order to, uh, to that, that uh, by by doing Yibum, he's going to accomplish. Uh, they're going to accomplish the mitzvah of Puravu as opposed to Kiddushin, where there's only the mitzvah of Puravu. There 
there is no mitzvah of Kiddushin. That's a discussion in the Rishonim, whether there is or isn't. But Tosyam suggests, at least according to some Rishonim, there's no mitzvah of Kiddushin. There's only a mitzvah of Puravu. So we start with that which has more mitzvahs. Tov mashnayim mina echad. We'd rather start with that, with that which has more mitzvahs than that which has fewer mitzvahs. Now, in this Masechta, we're going to cover a lot of fascinating topics, meaning the, uh, the Masechta in general uh, speaks about Yibam and Chalitza and Zika. It talks about the Isr Bia, Mishum Kurva, Mishum Psule Kahal, people that you're not allowed to Bia with. It talks about women who are Asr Lekuhuna and whose Kashra and Pasle Ti'i Truma. It talks about Kiddushay Miyun, which is a type of Kiddusha, uh, kid, uh, Kiddushay Midrabanan. It talks about Heteragunos, and then those are the primary topics. And then along the way, we're also also going to discuss some major Shaz topics like Asay Do say primary Sugya is here in Mesachas Yavamas. We're going to talk about uh, the, a, a girl becoming a Gedola through Ibor and Leido. We're going to talk about uh, Losis Kodudu, that Kali so is not supposed to divide up into Agudos Agudos. We're going to talk about a Vlad that's a baby that's born from uh, from an Evet or a Nachri to a Bas Yisrael and what the Yichus status is of such things. We're going to talk about Gerus. We're going to talk about marriages that are also Many, many topics that are going to be covered throughout the course of this, uh, this Masechta that, uh, that are uh, fascinating and important and deep topics. So let's begin with uh, the Mishnah. So the Mishnah tells us that there are 15 women uh, that, uh, that, w- that will pattern not only their Tzorosehen, not only their co-wives, but Tzorosehen, their uh, co-wives, co-wives. So what exactly does that mean, that they pattern Tzorosehen and so again, a little bit of background is necessary over here as well. A woman whose husband dies without any uh, children, and he has, uh, and the husband has brothers, so she's not allowed to marry anybody else until she first marries the brother. There's a mitzvah of Yibum. One of them dies, doesn't have any children. The woman can't just go marry anybody. The brother has to take her and marry her. That's the mitzvah of Yibum uh, for for uh, his deceased brother's wife, and uh, that way she becomes his his wife in every sense of the word. However, if he's not interested in marrying his brother's wife, the Torah gives him another way out, and that is through performing the mitzvah of chalitza. The pasuk says, "If he's not interested, they do a whole uh, thing called chalitza." Now, this is a great Chiddush, because generally, a brother's wife is one of the Arayos that's Aser with the Isakares, meaning one is not allowed to marry one's brother's wife. It's an Isakares to marry one's brother's wife, even after her husband dies, even after the brother dies, she's Aser. So if you have a regular situation where you have several brothers, they all have children, they all have families, one of the brothers dies, if another brother wants to marry that, that wife, it's an Isakares, he's not allowed to marry her. But the Torah allows this Isser Erva. However, the Torah only allows this Erva. The Torah does not allow any other Erva. So if the brother's wife happens to be 
any other erva, any other forbidden relative that you're not allowed to marry, there is no mitzvah of yibum. There is no heter of uh, of of, uh, uh, of any of the other arayos. Only this one of the brother's wife, and therefore there's no need for there's no requirement of yibum. No need for a chalitza. She goes. She she goes and she can marry whoever she wants. She's muteres l'shuk. So the Mishnah tells us first of all, they're potros tzarosayhen. Not only if one's brother dies and his wife is, uh, the brother's wife is a relative of the surviving brother, not only uh, does that uh, mean that that wife does not do yibum or chalitza, it means potros tzarosayhen. Any of the other wives of the brother are also going to be part from yibum or chalitza, which means that if uh, Reuben and Shimon are brothers, Shimon was married to five women and one of them is a relative of Reuben, all of them are potter from even Mukhalitsa. They're all they all potter Tsaro said because you have that one that was uh, that's an erva, so all of them are potter. And then the Khidish is not only Tsarosayan, Vitsaros Tsarosayan. They also potter their Tsaros Tsarosayan. What does that mean? So let's say Shimon had two uh, had, uh, Shimon had two wives, Sarah, which is a relative of Ruvain, and Rivka, who's not a relative of Ruvain. And he also has two brothers. He doesn't only have Ruvain, he has Levi. So there's Ruvain, Shimon and Levi. Shimon is married to two women, one of whom is a relative of Ruvain and one of whom is not a relative of Ruvain. Then Shimon dies without any children. So Sarah is Asr to Ruvain. Sarah's Arayos is an erva to Ruvain. So she and Rivka are potter to do any Yibam with Ruvain. So therefore Levi goes and Levi is Miyabim Rivka. Levi is Miyabim, the one who wasn't even related to Ruvain. Levi goes and is Miyabim, the other one, the Sarah that wasn't even related to Ruvain. And then Levi dies without any children. So now, who's, who's left for Ruvain to, uh, to marry? Levi's, Levi was married to the Tsara of the erva of Ruvain, as well as some other women. Now, all of them are pater, because not only is the, uh, the, does, does the pater a tsara, pater is a tsaras tsara. That since, uh, since uh, the, the, the one of the wives of Levi was a tsara of the erva of Ruvain, so pater is also all the other wives of Levi as well, because they are tsaros tsarosehen. They are the co-wife of a co-wife of, uh, of an erva. So the following uh, 15 relatives are all included in that tour of, uh, of Yibum because of Tzaroseya. Now it's interesting that the, 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 the Lashon the Mishnah uses is Chamesh uh, Esrei Nashim. L'chora, the Tosas raises a question. It should have said Chamesh Esrei Arayos because after all, that's what these are. These are 15 Arayos and it's not just Stam a question, why does the Mishnah use this word not that word? In the next Mishnah it's going to say Sheish Arayos Chamuros Me'elu that there are 6 Arayos that are more Chamer than these. So it sounds like that we're uh, labeling these as Arayos not just Nashim, but that we're labeling them as Arayos. So why is it that our Mishnah refers to them as Nashim and not as Arayos? So Tosa says, based on the Gemara in tomorrow's daf, that the number 15 that's mentioned in the Mishnah is coming to exclude others who might also be in a similar category that are not Arayos, that even though they themselves are are not misyabim, they don't patter the tzoros from Yibam and Chalitza. So the Mishnah didn't want to say Arayos, because if it would have said Arayos, it would have implied that the miut is other women who are Arayos who are not included in the 15. Meaning by giving a number, you're saying, there are only 15 that are in this category. There are only 15 that are like this. So we want to say, Chamesh Nashim, to tell me there are other Nashim 
who are not arayos, there are other nashim who are not in this category that patr tzorosayin, vitzaros tzorosayin. Had he used the term arayos, it would have implied there are other arayos that do not patr tzorosayin, vitzaros tzorosayin. But that's not, uh, that's not true. Tzorit suggests that Dafka, the Mishnah, wants to use the word nashim and not arayos because uh, these were the wives of his deceased brother that were married kedasu kedin to the brother. They're not in erva on the mace, they're only in erva on the yavam, as opposed to the next mission which talks about the sheish nashim who, with that, uh, that, that are chamurus me'elu, are, are women that were not even allowed to be married to the deceased brother in the first place. So that's why they're referred to as arayos, because they're arayos even to the person they got married to. These women are only, are only arayos to the brother of the person they got married to. They were never arayos to the person that they married, so that's why we refer to them with a less threatening term, less um, a negative term, rather. We don't refer to them as arayos, we refer to them as nashim. They just have happened to be women who married into a family of uh, uh, where, where the brother of their husband is someone that would have been one of the Arayos. The Re'em Horovitz in the back of the Gemara suggests a third possibility, why it says Nashim and not Arayos, that it doesn't say Arayos, because from that Lashon, it would be Mashma that there are 15 separate Arayos in the Torah that are listed in the Mishnah, but it's not really true, because two of the Arayos in our Mishnah are really only one Erva. Eishas Achiv Me'imo and Eishas Achiv Shalohayu Ba'olamo. They're both Asr because of Shem Echad of, Eish, of Ervas Eishas Ach. They're both the same Pasuk in the Torah. So therefore the Mishnah has to say Chamesh Esrei Nashim because it's 15 different women but it's not really 15 different Arayos. When you're listing the Arayos in the Torah it's really only 14 different Arayos so that's why it says Chamesh Esrei Nashim as opposed to Chamesh Esrei Arayos. So now, so the Mishnah tells us what are these 15 Arayos that are, well first of all they're patr from doing yibum and also from doing chalitza ad sofa olam. Ad sofa olam means not only the tzara, not only the tzaras tzara, but the tzaras tzaras tzara. Meaning, if it wasn't just Reuven Shimon Levi, it was Reuven Shimon Levi and Yehuda. And then uh, again, Reuven uh, was a relative of one of Shimon's wife. Wife number one. I find using names makes it more confusing, not less confusing. So, uh, so Reuven was. Uh, I mean, we'll use. The the names of the husbands. But Reuven was, uh, was a relative of wife number one of Shimon. But Shimon had wife number two, wife number three, wife number four, and, uh, and, and Shimon dies. So obviously Reuven's not going to do Yibum because uh, wife number one is a relative of his. So now Shimon does Yibum, but not on wife number one of... Uh, I mean, Levi rather does Yibum when Shimon dies, but not on wife number one of Shimon, but on wife number two of Shimon. And Levi is also married to wife number 10 and 11 and 12, to woman number 10, 11 and 12. In addition, to, uh, to, to this wife number two and then uh, Levi dies and now Yehuda does Yibum on, uh, on uh, the, uh, the, the on the wife number 11 uh, of, uh, of Levi so in all those cases if, when, when Yehuda now dies all of those women are part from Yibum to Reuven because they are Tsaros, Tsaros, Tsarosayan even though it's so far removed from the one who is actually a relative of Reuven they're all part from Yibum and Reuven Ad Sofa Olam even if there were a hundred brothers a thousand brothers however many you could imagine Ve'eluheim now let's go through the actual 15 relatives that would pater everybody else that would pater all of their co-wives uh, from, uh, from Yibum and Chalitza number one you have Bito if uh, Reuven is Rashi sets up the case not that Reuven was married 
married Reuven, was a terrible guy. He was Ma'anes, he Nebuchadnezzar's son. He raped a woman and had a daughter from that uh, from that woman. So uh, so so uh, the uh, so 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 Reuven was Ma'anes, a woman, and, and Sarah was born from that uh, relationship. And now Sarah, Reuven's daughter, marries his brother Shimon, and Shimon also marries other women, and Shimon dies without any children. So not only obviously does Reuven not perform Yibum on his own daughter, he doesn't perform Yibum on any of the wives of Shimon. So that's case number one. Case number one, Ubas Bito. Uh, Reuven is Ma'anes, a woman, and the reason Rashi sets it up as a case of Ma'anes, because otherwise it's already included in one of the other Arayos that we're going to mention in the Mishnah, because uh, Bas Ishto is already one of the other Arayos. So it can't be uh, uh, a daughter of Reuven's uh, wife. You have to set up a case where it's a daughter of Reuven, but not a daughter of Reuven's wife. So how do you have that? Where he was Ma'anis, a woman. That's the only Hechi Tim. So that's why Rashi doesn't just have a, you know, a, 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 doesn't just go to, to a case of Ones unnecessarily. It's just it's the only Hechi Tim. So where you could have a case where it's Bito, but it's not Basishto. So you have Bito. And second case again is Bas Bito. Again, Ruvain is Ma'anis, a woman, and she has a child. And that child has a daughter. And that daughter marries Ruvain's brother, Shimon. And now Shimon dies without any children. So the granddaughter of Ruvain obviously is not going to do Yibum with Ruvain, and Ruvain is also not going to do Yibum with any of the other wives of Shimon. Ubas Beno, or Ruvain is Ma'anes, a woman, and they have a boy, and that boy has a daughter, and that daughter marries Shimon. So when that daughter marries Shimon, and Shimon is married to other women as well, and then Shimon dies, not only does Ruvain not do Yibum on his own granddaughter, he also doesn't do Yibum on any of the other women. So that is category number one. Those are the first three women in the, in the grouping. The next six women are a different category. Bas Ishtov, let's say, uh, Ruvain has uh, a wife, and his wife has a daughter, but it's not Ruvain's daughter. His wife has a daughter from a previous marriage, and that daughter of his wife from a previous marriage marries his brother, marries Shimon, and Shimon has other wives as well, and Shimon dies, so not only does Ruvain not do Yibum on his wife's daughter, he doesn't do Yibum on any of the other women that Shimon was married to either. Ubas case number five, is uh, the, uh, the, the, the granddaughter of, uh, of his wife, meaning uh, uh, Ruvain's wife had a granddaughter from a previous marriage, and and, uh, and that granddaughter marries Reuven's brother Shimon. Shimon has other wives as well. Now uh, Shimon dies. Reuven not only doesn't do Yibum on his wife's granddaughter, he also doesn't do Yibum on any of the other wives of Shimon. Ubaspita. Reuven's wife had a granddaughter from a previous marriage, but not a granddaughter, not a son's daughter, a daughter's daughter from a previous marriage. So, uh, and that daughter's daughter goes and marries. Shimon. Now, when Shimon dies, Ruvain doesn't do Yibum on her or any of the other wives. Case number seven: the Chamoso. If uh, Ruvain's uh, wife has Ruvain has a mother-in-law uh, who decides to marry Ruvain's brother, so Ruvain is married to a woman, and uh, that woman's mother marries Shimon, and then Shimon is married to other women as well. Shimon dies. Not only does Ruvain not do Yibum on his own mother-in-law, he also doesn't do Yibum on any of the other women that are married to his brother. The uh, Chamoso, case number eight. Not only does he not do Yibam on his mother-in-law, he doesn't 
to Yibam on his mother-in-law's mother. If his mother-in-law's mother chose to marry his brother Shimon, and Shimon was also married to other people, so to other women as well, and then Shimon dies, so Ruvain doesn't do Yibam on his mother-in-law's mother, nor does he do Yibam on any of the other uh, wives of Shimon. Case number nine, the aim Chamiv. If Ruvain is married uh, to a woman, and the woman has a father, so that's his father-in-law, and that father-in-law has a mother, so his father-in-law's mother goes and marries his own brother. So not only does Ruve not do Yibum when his brother dies, does not do Yibum on his uh, father-in-law's mother, he also doesn't do Yibum on any of the other wives of his deceased brother. All of these six, numbers four through, uh, through nine that we just, uh, that we just mentioned, are all Asr Mishum, Ervas Isha Ubita Lo Segaleh, Es Bas Binav, Es Bas Bita Lo Tikach. So if all of these women were married to his brother and they die without any children, they, they're Pater and their Tzoros are Pater from Chalitza and from Yibum. Now the next category, number 10 on the list, Achoso Meimo, if let's say Ruvain's half-sister, his maternal sister, who's not his paternal sister, marries his paternal brother. So they're not related to each other. Ruvain's sister is not at all uh, is not at all related to Ruvain's brother because there's they're, they're siblings from different parents. So uh, so they're allowed to get married. So Ruvain's sister marries Ruvain's brother, marries Shimon Ruvain's brother. So obviously Ruvain's not going to do Yibam on his own sister, and therefore he doesn't do Yibam on any of the other uh, wives of Shimon either. Case number eleven, the Achos Imo, Ruvain's mother, who is not Shimon's mother has a sister, meaning Ruvain's aunt, who is not Shimon's aunt, marries Shimon. And now Shimon dies, so Ruvain doesn't do Yibum on uh, his own aunt, nor does he do Yibum on uh, any of the other women that are married to, uh, that, are, that, are, that, are, that were married to his deceased brother, to Shimon. And case number 12, Achos Ishto, let's say uh, his wife had a, uh, had a sister, um, and that sister married his brother. Now this is not such a crazy case. I actually know people that did this, where uh, two brothers marry two sisters, right? So uh, yeah, that's all it means. Two brothers marry two sisters. So one of the, uh, one of the brothers died. So now Ruvain is not going to do Yibum on his uh, wife's sister. So just like he doesn't do Yibum on his wife's sister, he doesn't do Yibum on any of the other women either that, uh, that were married to, uh, to his brother. The Eishas Achiv Meimo or his, let's say he has a a maternal brother. Now, maternal brothers are not involved in the Yibam situation, but he has a maternal brother who is married to a woman, and that woman, after the maternal brother dies, goes and marries his paternal brother. So now, uh, it's his sister-in-law, but a different... The, the, the whole mitzvah of Yibam overpowers the uh, the Isra of a sister-in-law, but only the sister-in-law of Eishas Achiv, uh, but, uh, the, uh, of, of the deceased. But if she's an Eishas Achiv anyway, she's an Eishas Achiv from a different relative. She's an Eishas Achiv from a different one of his brothers that, 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 that was not involved in the parsha of Yibam, from a maternal brother who's not a paternal brother, and then, that, and then she goes and becomes a, paternal, uh, a sister-in-law from a paternal brother as well by marrying uh, by marrying Shimon and then Shimon dies so he doesn't do Yibam on her nor on any of the other uh, wives because uh, so, so that's uh, that, that, that is uh, number 13 in the Mishnah case number 14 means that uh, that uh, the brother dies before the, the Yavam is born the Torah does not allow in the Isra of Eishas Ach 
for the sake of the mitzvah of Yibum, unless the Yavam and the brother that died were, were living at the same time, were on this planet at the same time. But imagine if a man dies, and then after the man dies, his mother has another baby. His mother has another baby, another baby boy. So now the baby boy grows up, and he says, oh, maybe I should do Yibum on the Almana of my brother who I never met, uh, the Almana of, of uh, my brother who, uh, who, who died before I was even born. So the Allah is, no, there's no Yibum in such a case. She's an Isra of Eishas Achiv without any mitzvah of Yibum. So if that woman went and married his, uh, his, his brother, so he would not, and then uh, his brother died, he would not do Yibum on, uh, on that woman because she's the Eishas Achiv. Um, but uh, the, because they didn't have Yeshiva Achas Ba'olam, and therefore there would be no, uh, there would be no, no, no yibum. Now, if two brothers were together in the world at the same time, Reuven and Shimon, and Reuven marries uh, Sarah and dies without any children, and then Levi, a third brother, is uh, is born. Right. So imagine the case. You have Reuven and Shimon. They're brothers. They grew up together. They're twins. Let's say they're, they uh, they certainly knew each other. Right. And uh, and and Reuven marries Sarah, but then Reuven dies without any children. And then after that, a third brother is born after Ruvain is deceased. So Sarah, Ruvain's uh, wife, is misyabim to Shimon because uh, she's, she, there is a mitzvah of Yibum with Shimon. Shimon grew up with Ruvain. They were, they were in the world at the same time. So she's misyabim to Shimon, um, but not to Levi because Levi never even met Ruvain. Levi was born later. If, let's say, Shimon was miyabim, that's Sarah, that woman, that, um, that wife of Ruvain. And then he also married another woman named Rivka. And then Shimon dies. Now, Shimon was in the world at the same time as Levi. Levi and Shimon did know each other. So even though Shimon and Levi had a yeshiva achas ba'olam, the two wives of Shimon are not misyavim to Levi. Sarah is not misyavim to him because she was already usher from the first time when her husband died. Uh, Levi was not yet born, so she was and then any other wives of, uh, of Shimon are not going to be misyavim to Levi because they are a tzara of that erva. So that's what it means, the, the tzara of these, uh, of these uh, ervas. And tzara Sarasa, the Kalasa, and the final example is Kalasa. Let's say his daughter-in-law, that uh, that uh, his daughter-in-law went and married his brother after her first husband died. Meaning, Ruvain had a son. His son married this woman. Nebuch Ruvain's son died. Then the woman went and married Shimon, Ruvain's brother. So now, not only is Ruvain not going to do yibum on his daughter-in-law, he's not going to do yibum on any of the other wives of his brother either, or any saras sarasayim v'chule. Sahare elu so those are the categories, right? Those are the 15 people that patrit sarasayim and saras sarasayim ad sof kalolam until, uh, you know, through, throughout all the, uh, uh, however many, if there are a hundred brothers and they're keeping saros of saros of saros, they patr everybody from Yibam and, uh, and Chalitza. There is a question that uh, the Akronim deal with, which is, uh, is this list a complete list? Meaning, is it possible that we missed some on the, uh, on the list? Meaning, the post can discuss, are there other women that are not mentioned in the Mishnah? For example, post can discuss a Mishumedes. Let's say a woman decided that she's no longer going to be Jewish and she goes and marries a guy, and uh, so she herself is not Tzukukli Yibum. So does she potter her tzara as well? So there's a Shailin Shumas Hadashin about this, and some Reishi Tess, about Reuven was married to Leah. She was in Mishnah 
Tamedes, and she married a Nachri, and then Reuven went and married Rachel, and did not was not Megarish, the the the, the, uh, the his original wife, the Mumeres, like they, and, and then Reuven died without any children. So it was Rachel Potter from the from the Zika because of the Mishumedes. That since the Mishumedes doesn't have a Yibum, does is not no fellowly Yibum, so she Potters the Tzara as well. So we, the Shumas Deshen quotes that uh, there were those poskim that were matir in such a case that even though she doesn't need chalitza because she's uh, that that, uh, that that that, uh, that 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 she doesn't need, even need chalitza because uh, she's a tsarasota that the mumeris is still an ish to the brother and she was mizana she went and she married a guy so she was mizana so that since she was mizana she became a sota and this is a tsarasota then he says there may be another reason to be matir because the Yavama was Nafal Fne Yavam Mumar, uh, the, the Mordechai writes that if, let's say, the brother is a Mumar, it could be that there's no mitzvah of Chalitza if the brother is a Mumar. So maybe it works in the other direction as well. Not so partial that we rely on that at all, that if the brother is a Mumar, that, uh, that there's a Ptur from Chalitza. The Ramah Paskins and Ebenezer, Simon Gimel, that if someone has a wife that was Hemira Dasa, that uh, left the rig- religion, even though she was Vadai Zinsa, Tsarasa Tzricha Chalitza. The tsar will still require a chalitza, but it sounds from the Rama that uh, that the Shulchan Aruch would hold that if we know for sure that she was vaday zinsa, then it would not require a chalitza. So it seems to be a machlokas between the machaber and the Rama in this uh, in this case. Okay, weiter in the uh, in the Mishnah. So again, all of these women patrits are saying tsar tsar saying not so for olam vikulam. All of these are rayos that 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 uh, that, that, that uh, don't patrit the unless they were married uh, up until the time of the death of the first husband. But in Mesu, if let's say the Arayos, let's say Ruven, take the simplest case, Ruven's daughter, right? Ruven's daughter married his brother Shimon, but Ruven's daughter died before Shimon died. Omianu, or let's say it was only Kedushin Midrabanan, and the marriage was dissolved in the way that you could dissolve a Kedushin Midrabanan. Oniskarshu, or Ruven's daughter, divorced, got divorced from Shimon before Shimon died. Right? In the case that I'm aware of, of two brothers that married two sisters, which would have been such a case, uh, one of the couples got divorced. So if uh, the brother dies, after they already get divorced, so then uh, there's not then then uh, then you're not going to have these halachos. Oshinimtsuayilinis, or it turned out that uh, the woman that was the relative of Reuben that married Shimon turned out to be an islandist, which would mean that the kiddushin is going to be batalamafreya because we assume that it's a kiddushetos. No one gets married wanting the woman to be an islandist, wanting the woman to be someone who never physically matures and is not going to be able to have children. So in all those cases, sarosay and mutaros, the other wives are also pater are. Are, are not potter, but are, are mutter to do yibum, and therefore they are required to do yibum because at the time of the misa sabal, which was the time that the yibum connection is created, then the arayos themselves were no longer married to the deceased brother. So mela the tsaros are not considered at the time of the nefila the tsaros of the arayos, and there's no reason to potter them from yibum. And the same with an islandist that since her kiddushin was kiddushet taus, it's nisbar l'mafreya that she wasn't really married to Shimon at all. The whole thing. Was a kiddushetos, and therefore it's just a regular case of yibum, where all these women who are unrelated to Ruvain uh, were married to Shimon, and now you got to do yibum in the regular in the re- regular way. So the Mishnah explains.
explains now uh, which arayos you could say the heter of tsaros b'makom that the arayos were mimayin or that they were found to be in islandness. V'iyatu yachalomer b'chamosu beim chamosu beim chamav shnim su islandness o shemianu. Meaning, when we give an example where they they were found to be in islandness, that's not really practical in all fifteen cases because some of these relatives of Reuven who are married to Shimon had children, and if they had children, they obviously weren't in islandness. So when we say, oh, if any of these people were islandists, it doesn't mean any of them, because some of them can't possibly be an islandist. Ruven's mother-in-law can't be an islandist. By virtue of the fact that she is a mother-in-law, it means she once had a daughter. And therefore, you know, she's clearly not an islandist. So, chamoso, aim chamoso, aim chamiv. It's a not shayit say islandist, nor is it shayit say mianu, because obviously they weren't katana. Mianu means that it was kidushe katana. They obviously weren't katana, but they had children. So now the mission just elaborates on everything we already know. What's the case exactly where they pattern their tsaros, their co-wives from Chalitza and Yibum? Let's say, again, take the simple case. Reuven's daughter is married to Shimon uh, or any of the other 14, you know, the, the other 14, but let's take the daughter. Reuven's daughter is married to Shimon. Shimon also is married to somebody else who's not related to Reuven. And then Shimon dies. Kishem Shabito Ptura, just like Ruven's daughter doesn't have any uh, requirement of Yibam or Chalitza, Kapsarasa Ptura, so too none of Shimon's other wives have any requirement of Yibam or Chalitza. Holchatsaras uh, Bito, if one of the other wives of Shimon went, Venises Achvasheni, and goes and marries Levi, goes and marries another brother, Velo Isha Acheris, and Levi's married to other women as well, Umes, and then Levi dies, so Kishem Shatsaras Bito Petura, just like the wife that was uh, the wife of Levi that was once married to Shimon at the same time that Shimon was married to Reuven's relative is part of from doing Yibam Chalitza with Reuven. So to any of the other wives of Levi are part of from doing Yibam Chalitza with Reuven. And this could go on even a hundred times. It doesn't matter how many brothers there are and how many steps removed you are from the original relative of Reuven. They're all going to be part of with Ruvain. So uh, the Mishnah now explains how you have a case of Im Mesu Niskarshu on Niskarshu Tsarosay Mutaros. What we mentioned before, that if, let's say, the women died, the, the relative of Reuven died, again, take the simple case, Reuven's daughter was married to Shimon, and then Reuven's daughter died before Shimon died. So now Shimon's other wives are going to require Yibam Chalitza. So what's the case? So the Mishnah just spells it out for us. If, let's say, Reuven's daughter, because that's the easiest case, or any of the other relatives, Nesuos Achid is married to Shimon, Reuven's brother, Velo Isha Acheres, and Shimon also has another wife. But then, Mesa Bito Onisgarsha, but Reuven's daughter dies before Shimon, or Reuven's daughter and Shimon get divorced, and only then Shimon dies, then Sarasa Muteres. Then the Tsar is going to be muttered to do Yibam, the other wives of Shimon. We'll do Yibam with, uh, with Ruvain. And then the Mishnah just concludes with the din of a Tsaras Erva where the holy suin was Midrabanan. And Erva only patters a Tsar from Chalitza if it, was a, if, uh, if it was a real Nisuin Minatora, if they were really married, where it's not, gonna, it's not the type of Nisuin that you could be mevatel by doing Miyun. You're going to need a real get or something like that. But a Katana whose uh, mother or brother married her off, where the Nisuin is only a Nisuin Midrabanan and, uh, and happens to be a relative of Ruvain. 
Ubein, Minat Torah does not potter all of her other tzaros at all. Because Midal Raisa, she's not even married to Shimon. So uh, the, uh, the, the other wives of Shimon are not really a tzara of hers. And therefore, if, if, if Ruben's daughter uh, or uh, any, let's say, one of the other relatives, in this case, not simple to say a daughter, but one of Ruben's relatives is married to, uh, it was a katana that was married to Shimon, so it was really only Kiddushimit Rabbanan to Shimon. She's able to be Mema'in. Velomiana, she was never Mema'ena. She never uh, wanted out of the marriage, but the whole marriage was only a marriage with Rabbanan. So then, then any of the other wives of Shimon, when Shimon dies, are going to have a Zika. They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do Chalitza, even though in a Chinami they can't do Yibum. So the Gemara right off the bat asks the question, why do we start with Bito? All of these are Rayos, the Makar of the Ptur from Yibum is the Pasuk about Achos Isha. So listing Achos Isha Bereisha, shouldn't the, that which is the Pasuk in the Torah be listed first? Meaning before you talk about Bito, it's all a case of the Isha Lachos Alotikach, Litzral, and the Bryce Darshans from Aleha Yevama Yavo Aleha. So the whole Limud that an Erva is put from Yibum is all based on a, on a Pasuk about Achos Isha. So why don't we start the whole list with Achos Isha? Why instead do we start the list with Bito? Maybe you're going to say that we want to list uh, the, the Arayos in the order of their Chumra. Um, and Rabbi Shimon, Shreifa, So we start with Bito because that's an Isra Shreifa. And we're assuming, like the Sheet of Rabbi Shimon, that Shreifa is more Chumra than Skila. And maybe that's why we start with that. Well, then the mother in law should be first. Because that's where it says Shreifa explicitly in the Torah. And then the next one on the list should have been a daughter in law. Before you list all the Yisurei Kares, everyone agrees Skila is more Chamer than Kares, so it's, it's just not going to work. If you're going to say that the whole listing of the Mishnah, of the 15 Arayos, is in order of that which is most Chamer to that which is less Chamer, it's not true because it lists the Yisurei Skila after Yisurei Kares, so it doesn't work out. So we're going to have to suggest two other possibilities of what it is that the order of the Mishnah is patterned after, why it is that we start with Bito as opposed to uh, that which is explicit in the Torah. Okay, but some will pick up with that tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you.